Welcome back to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. We're here with Tim Krieger, the Executive Director of the Carolinas GCSA. And they have a big event coming up in Myrtle Beach, and we're here talking to, to him about the association's annual show. First off, Tim, thanks for joining us. Oh, God, appreciate you having us. We, uh, we love having you guys around as great partners for the event. heard a lot of things in recent days about this show, and obviously a lot of buzz is building. Just how, how big is it going to be, Tim? Well, it's a good question, Guy. Last year uh, was our record breaker in terms of attendance, revenue, etc. And we topped 2,200 attendees, over 1,200 qualified buyers. And uh, six days out, all our registration figures are parallel to where we were last year. So I'm anticipating the same, I dare say, record crowds that we had last year. You know it, and I know it, a lot of people have a lot of things to do at work and outside of work. Why do you think this show is attracting so much interest, and why do you think so many people in the Carolinas are going out of their way to attend this thing for a few days? Well, I think we've been blessed this year with the support of the educators from around the country. It's been quoted by others outside of our association as this is the best slate of education that we've offered in our 50-plus year history. When you look at that, education is the basis for all of our chapters, right? I mean, that's why we, that's our mission. That's why we do what we do, to provide the continuing education for our profession. And in this conference and show with the 27 seminars this year, guys, really shaped up to be unparalleled, I dare say. We've got uh, almost 1,300 seats already sold this year. There's only two classes with like two or three seats left on Tuesday morning available. So it's uh, it's shaping up from an education standpoint to be phenomenal, if you will. That's our baseline. But I think uh a little bit side answer to your question is also the camaraderie in the time of year down at the beach. You know, our guys look forward to seeing everybody uh, at this annual event. And I think you learn just as much in the outside of the classroom as you do in the classroom. Not only are you going to have a tremendous education turnout, it sounds like all the uh, booth space is sold out or close to being sold out. How key are the vendors to pulling this thing off? Well, I mean, without the vendor support, we, we can't we can't answer the phones like we do on a daily basis. I'll tell you that a million plus dollar association, where uh, you know a quarter of that comes from the exhibit space on the trade show floor. So our vendor support is is critical. We're proud to say we had 397 booths this year, all sold out. We'll have 194 unique companies exhibiting. 43 of those. This is the first time they've ever been to the show, which says to me a lot about our industry guy. Not to segue out, but. When you look at the fact that we were sold out last year with a different floor setup of 383 booths with 43 new companies, that says to us that there's a rotation of 30 in, 43 out. So there's a lot of companies still doing golf, uh, doing business within our golf industry that need exposure to, to our market, which I think is really unique as well that we've got that platform for them to come and, and see all the superintendents and want to gather for all the other reasons. To say the least, it's been a challenging year in the Carolinas. There was winter kill in North Carolina to begin the year, then extreme heat and drought in some parts of your region, and then floods in South Carolina this fall. What do you, what do you think this show at the end of a tough year mean, means to everybody? Uh, more this year than ever, uh, in summary. Uh, you know, our guys typically, we've still got a good bit of bent grass in some of the areas, and, and they always say, hey, we're looking forward to punching holes and getting to the beach all year long, and I think that's more so the statement this year than ever before. I mean, you hit on the three key events, if you will. Weather happens all the time, but those major events, were, were expensive, to say the least. They took a lot out of the budgets early in the year when it came to the, the repair for, for winter kill. And then you look at the issues that were caused recently, not necessarily as much damage from the floods as it looks like on TV. I mean, obviously a cleanup effort, but I think the lost revenue from the courses being closed, when you had 50 courses closed in Myrtle Beach for a seven-day period, that's a significant chunk of revenue lost during a key season. So, yeah, all in all, the guys just – 
they're ready to take a break. I think we've still got some guys, unfortunately, facing some challenges that aren't going to allow them to get away this year. I've spent more time on the phone the last two days with guys saying, hey, I got this, that, or the other, versus looking forward to seeing you, unfortunately. Those are sparse, but for the majority, I think they're just looking forward to, to coming down and, and sharing all those stories with their friends. What did you learn about your association? What did you learn about the golf industry? What did you learn about golf course superintendents this year, Tim? Uh, I, I've preached it for years, but that that unheralded brotherhood, I, I, don't, I dare say fraternity. I was never in one, so I can't really explain that. But it's, it's, the, it's the summary where it's the guy that has the course across the street that found a solution. Instead of bragging about it and not sharing, he walks across the street and shares it with that guy. And that goes on on you know economies of scale. And I think the most amazing thing is when we put out a call for volunteers during the floods a month or so ago, there were guys calling from courses that were affected, not saying, hey, we need help. They were saying, I'm going to be ready and open by Tuesday. I'm ready to hit the road on Wednesday. Who needs my help? And I, it's, I get goosebumps thinking about that. It's hard to put that in words. They're coming off their own eight feet of running water over a tee box to a week later ready to get in their truck and go help somebody else. I mean, I don't know any other industry where that happened. Your association and your members did a tremendous job, in my opinion, of getting ahead of the message and explaining to the golfers and club members what was going on with their courses. How key was that this year, and how big is just communication in general to holding a big show like this? Now, I dare say it's – I. We felt like it was our obligation. It was our people that were affected. Unfortunately, we sent as much help uh, as a chapter as we could to the folks in Katrina, from equipment to manpower. Probably could have done more with Sandy. However, there was a team up there that was phenomenal. And then you look at what happens at home, and it's like, well, first thing we've got, got to do is get the, the, the important messages out to our members the day before they ask the question was our philosophy. So we needed the FEMA information out there so they could understand that. They needed to understand the difference between FEMA and SBA when it came to their courses and relief and you know, it was an education point on our end. Without a crisis plan, I dare say, in place, we went through a, a great 72-hour uh, period where we're ready for anything that comes at us going forward, I think. And social media is where I realized the, the value of it throughout that, to be honest with you. I've been, I dare say, um, a golf dinosaur when it comes to um, social media, but have embraced it earlier this year, late last year, and I think we just felt the power of of the communication tool social media when it came to getting that information out to our people. It's a source of pride when you have a uh, an owner of a facility call you versus their own association to figure out how to get them help. Now back to the show, and I'm sure a lot of us will be uh, tweeting from the, the show floor, what's new in Myrtle Beach and what are some things that are going to generate some buzz when everybody gets down there? I'm uh, pretty excited just to jump right into Monday morning. with We've got a golf tournament and sporting clays event same time at, along with seminars going on Monday but uh, we've got 340 golfers registered right now when you look at that it's a pretty big number I think the GCSA played 470 or 480 last year so at the GIS so we're pretty excited about that and we've got about 50 folks shooting sporting clays down in Georgetown um, but then our, our golf sponsor Toro SDI is going to have um, a 90th anniversary party at House of Blues Monday night so that's a little different than a normal post-golf reception and then when you look at Tuesday, obviously great education presented by uh, Syngenta. But Tuesday night, instead of our Carolinas night party off-site, uh, we're just going to do a one-hour orange hour with our friends at TSP and Jacobson right there uh, in one of the ballrooms. And so you get to go see them at their booth, uh, pick up some free drink tickets, and then it's free food for all and giveaways and everything for um, a big orange hour from 7 to 8 when we close the trade show.
Tuesday night. And then when you get into Wednesday, we're pretty excited to give Steve Sheets our Distinguished Service Award, past president of ours who's up at Limble Ridge. And then we'll get the 27-hole challenge prizes done at the end of the trade show, which uh, John Deere and our friends at Rebels and Greenville Turf bring us. But that's it's pretty exciting because we're going to give away over $7,000 in cash this year along with some other great prizes. So it's just shaping up to be a great week. A few other things before we let you go, Tim. What advice would you give not just the Golf Association but any association that's trying to have a trade show and an event like this, what are some of the keys to, to pulling it off and making it work and viable, making it viable? Uh, I think you've got to have partnership with a community. We've been blessed in Myrtle Beach for the last 15 or so years. It's affordability uh, on both ends. So you come to Myrtle Beach, host hotels still less than 100 bucks a night. Off-site hotels are 50 to 60 bucks still. Uh, Ocean View. So you got that. You still got the most affordable education. I mean, you're getting the same number of points, CEUs-wise, if you will, for our seminars for a price point of 60 bucks. So uh, it's probably the most affordable thing you can have going on, um, which is what gives you the ability to be a certified superintendent, you know, or maintain your certification, if you will, for less than two out of the five years it takes you to come to our show. So I think you get you combine the those components from affordability with the access to the same education you can get at a national show, uh, it's it's just hard to beat. And then when you throw in all the networking that comes with it, I mean, we've got owners and operators that will be there, club managers as well, not just golf course superintendents. I mean, I think last year we had folks from 17 states and three countries. So when you look at the affordability rate and the exposure, it's just a, it's a, it's a win-win all around. And so I think the challenge is out there is to – one, make sure that your partners, your vendors are going to get some value. And two, make sure that all those buyers uh, have their needs taken care of on the front end from an education standpoint to uh, affordability standpoint. And, and then you get a perfect storm. I don't think we could take ours out of Myrtle Beach and be successful, to be honest with you. So hard to give advice when you have such a great partnership with the community there. Well, thanks. This was a lot of fun, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody in Myrtle Beach. Well, look, let me just give a uh, an appreciative note to you and your team. You guys do a great job for our profession. We're blessed to have you in our corner to come down and, and share our message with, with your following out there next week. So just how about a big thanks to you and your team? Well, we, we certainly appreciate that, and also thanks to you and your team. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media. I've been your host, Guy Cipriano. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page of golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.